Now here I am. I woke up uh, in the middle of the night and something that's always, well, I can't say always because it was years ago, I think maybe, maybe what, six years ago? Was it six years ago? Seven years ago? Um, I was living with my mom and my dad at the time. And, you know, as long as I can remember, I've always heard about this conflict over in the Middle East, Israel, Palestinian conflict. But like most Americans, I never gave it um, a thought. I mean, it was just, oh, okay, you know, they were there cutting up again. In my mind, I'm thinking, you know, that the Palestinian and, and, and the uh, the, Is- and the, Eastern, the Eastern European Jews over there in Israel, I'm thinking they're the same. You know, I'm thinking, okay, these are the same people. Why are they always fighting? I'm actually, to be honest with you, I was thinking they always Arabs. Be honest with you, I didn't even, you know, I I, I go to a Baptist church when I was young, and and um, you know, we've been told that the Jews are God's chosen people, and Israel is, you know, Israel over there is a holy land, and Jesus walked all over there, Bethlehem, and all that stuff. So I didn't give it a second thought. So one day I'm sitting in the room and this thing pops up about Israel and Palestine again. So I'm like, what the hell is up with this? Let me let me investigate what this is. So as I start to investigate about the Israel-Palestinian Israel-Palestinian conflict, as I'm digging, I realize, I, I learn, I learn that. The Palestinians had been living on that land for a long time. I mean, a long time. And Palestine was under the, the Ottoman Empire's leadership. The Ottoman Empire was under their their protection or it was part of their land, a part of their kingdom, along with other places. And then I'm like, well, why is Israel, why is he... No, and I, and I didn't know anything about Zionism at all. I, I had no idea what that was. So as I'm in my journey into learning more about this conflict, I find out about this thing called Zionism. And uh, the guy that was given the credit for the idea of Zionism is this guy called Theodore Hessel. He was a playwright, a political activist, you know, journalist, you know, and, so, and he's given the the title of the, the 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 father of Zionism. Well, which I find out what Zionism just simply means a land of our own because supposedly, I say, well, if it's a land of your own, then I'm, I'm asking my question, like, what are you talking about land of your own? I thought y'all had some land. I'm thinking the whole time, you know, the, East Europe, the Jews were from, you know, the continent of Africa. And then as I'm digging and I'm educating myself, I'm finding out a whole lot of things. I'm get, I got turned on to this book called The 13th Tribe, which talked about the Karzais, which are Eastern European Jews. And so I'm like, you know, you start to put the puzzles together and you start to be the pieces together to the puzzle. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, if the, if the Arabs, the Palestinians have been there for a long time, then maybe... The land belong when land belonged to the East, the Jews, and maybe they got displaced, maybe by the Romans or whatever, 
because we you know we hear about the Jewish uprisings over there in, in Jerusalem and the Romans came and, and, and slapped them around and all kinds of stuff like that. And so you're thinking, okay, well, I don't get it. What what's what's the what's what's going on? And and why is there such a conflict between the Palestinians and the these Jews? And come to find out, yeah, these guys are Jews, but they have a concept called Zionism, which uh, Theodore Hessel is giving credit as the father of developing. Now, as I dig further, he what he he shouldn't be considered to follow because it was a guy called Moses Hess that had been talking to Cecil Rose, you know, the guy with the Rose Scholar. I can I'm gonna go into that a little bit later about that mess. I mean, he Cesar Rose and the Milner group about uh, hegemonizing the rest of the world to be Britain. These guys were all about Britain was the greatest thing in the world and everybody should be Britain and everybody should be talking Britain. Just like, you know, the Italians did, the Romans did. They thought everybody should be Roman. You know, it's a European thing, I guess. I don't know. You know, these guys got something cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs upstairs. The elevator don't go up all the way with these guys. Um, they, they're psychopaths with a lot of money and power. This is ridiculous. But anyway... Get back to the, the, the Palestinian and the Zionist uh, conflict. Um, doing the Zionist Moses Hess had already been talking to Caesar Rose 20 years way before Theodore Hessel ever came into the picture. And when Theodore Hessel approached Caesar Rose about the whole concept of uh, the Zionism, he just kind of blew him off like, Bro, we, we've been talking about this with this guy for over 20 years, kick rocks. So a lot of people don't know about Moses Hess. And he was actually the person that was pushing the issue about that because the reason why is because the Eastern European Jews have been displaced. They used to be called the Karzais. And they were one of the most powerful uh, group of people in Eastern Europe. Europe. They were just, they, they, if you look at their history, they were powerful. They, were, they, they just had it going on. And they were the reasons why that Muslims didn't crush Catholicism. Because the British and the Europeans, you know, the Spaniards and all of them, that was in Catholicism, i.e. Christianity, felt that they were the more superior race on the planet. And every time they went to another continent, they wanted to Geminize everybody into Catholicism. Okay, they would send the Jesuits out to convert all the natives or the savages into Catholicism slash Christianity. And so they felt because no one else had a written language and they had a written language of their uh, religion that they were more superior than everybody because only intelligent people write stuff down. They don't, they don't orotate stuff. They write it down so they can go back and read it. That shows a sign of intelligence. You know, so this is what the Europeans were thinking. What got them in trouble was, as they got over in the continent of Africa, they ran into the Muslims. And what they found, that the Muslims had a written language. See, they had never faced that before. Not only did they have a written language, but these guys were extremely smart and articulate and actually more smarter than the Europeans. I mean, they knew how to play head games with the Europeans that the Europeans had never even 
played before, didn't even know how to play, and they just kind of looked at the Europeans like, you know, these fucking idiots. And so the Europeans felt, oh no, we can't have this because we're the most superior race on the planet. We can't have these guys competing with us. And the Arabs weren't competing with us. They were doing their own thing. But because the Europeans wanted to conquer the world, just like the Romans, Europeans, the Italians, they wanted to conquer the world and prove to everybody that, you know, they were the best of the best. You know, it's like in Ben-Hur. You know, if you ever seen the movie Ben-Hur, where Masala tells Judah, you know, uh, Roman architects and literature is 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 everything in the world, and not 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 that, you know, God in heaven. Caesar is God. So these guys are walking around with this mess in their head. So they start a conflict with the Muslims. Well, what they quickly found out was the Muslims knew how to fight, and they knew how to fight, and they was kicking these guys' asses. And they drove the the Europeans out of the continent of Africa and drove them all the way back into Europe. Now the Muslims was coming. They weren't stopping at the the border. They were coming into Europe because they were gonna crush this whole Catholicism thing. They were gonna they were gonna stamp it out because they knew it, it didn't belong in Africa. They knew that it didn't belong there. So what happened? What saved them were the Karzai. That's what saved the Eastern European Jews. They got in the middle of it, and they were able to beat back the Muslims. Okay? Now, the Karzai's had their own religion. They didn't want to be Christians, nor did they want to be Muslims. They had Judaism as their, as their religion, which you'll see in the, in the King James Version, some sort of it or whatever, or the five books of Moses they want to call it. I don't know why they call it the five books of Moses. Supposedly, God supposedly told Moses, hey, here, here's these five books, and there you go, and this is what you're supposed to do. But we find out that Moses was a descendant of the Ethiopians. But again, if you read the works of Fabian Josephus, who was uh, adopted into the uh, Fabian Caesars, of uh, the Caesar group, the Fabian group of Caesars, and was commissioned to write a book. Now, Josephus was a Jew, without understanding, but he was at, he was commissioned to write a book to to make the uh, Caesars appear to be gods and their children to be coming up behind them, the, the sons to be the descendant of gods, to be gods, almost like the mythology in in in, in Greek mythology with Zeus and all his children and whatever. So if you get the, the, the works of Fabian Josephus, which are probably a lot of people don't know anything about this, you will see a correlation between that and Christianity, where they got a lot of that from, where they got a lot of those ideas from, where they got, and they actually kind of rewrote, because when you read the, uh, uh, the works of Fabian Josephus, what he talks about with Moses, he said, oh, well, the Egyptians were Ethiopians and Moses and them were descendants of Ethiopians and they were actually just it was overpopulation and they were just they weren't enslaved they would just say hey listen we got to clear some of y'all out go go populate some other parts and a lot of them end up going into different parts of Europe and over time a lot of their skin and pigmentation kind of went away 
and, and along by them meeting other groups of people over in those continents and, and mating and, and, and all of a sudden that pigmentation kind of go. A lot of Europeans, when they get those, those blood tests to see where they come from, a lot of them realize that they have a lot of African inside of them. They see that Ethiopian right there and they go, oh my God, I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah, you did because that's where you come from. You know, so so when you see all this nice little sweet romantic stuff written in the Christianity, that a lot of it is all made up. And a lot of it is picked out of the works of Josephus. But let me get back to the Palestinians and the Zionists. See, I don't consider Israel that I don't consider Palestine Israel. I consider Palestine Palestine. Because that's just like somebody coming into your house and taking over your house, slapping you around, and putting you in the backyard with a fence and dictating your every move. Whether you can go shit, piss, eat, how much you eat, where you can go fish, where you can go drink, or whatever. See, what's happening over there in Palestine is uh, apartheid. The same thing that was happening in South Africa. It's the same thing that's happening over in Palestine. See, I don't recognize it as Israel. And as Americans, we are complicit, complicit to that behavior. Now, we have gone, we have sent our young men and women into war against other countries and other regimes because, oh, these leaders did heinous things against their people and we as Americans we have to protect the world police the world and we can't stand for that because we live in a democracy which we all know is bullshit but when it comes to Israel you know our politicians are all are all compromised all of them are look the other way they let the Israel government do whatever they want to do and if anybody speaks out against the apartheid, the murders, the rapes that happens over there against the Palestinians who are pretty much defenseless. They didn't have a standing army. They didn't have a military. They didn't have planes. They didn't have shit. These people were just chilling, doing their own thing, man. I mean, you had different types of religion living together for thousands of years under the Ottoman Empire in harmony yeah everybody got that little beat but in harmony pretty much and here come the Zionists and you have to put that onus on the British Empire because the British Empire told Moses Hess and told the Zionists that because you have to understand Theodore Hessel he died in 1904 same thing with uh, Caesar Rose he died 1904-1905 1903, 1904, 1905, one of those years. So the Zionists were saying, well, we want, and you got to understand, Palestine wasn't the first place they looked at. See, you would go into Wikipedia and Wikipedia tell you that Theodore Hess is the father. I mean, they pump him up, make him sound all sexy and whatever, and was wanting to go to Palestine. No, Texas was considered, many other places were considered other than Palestine. But, there was an opportunity if we could, if if if, if they can get, and, and because Britain wanted to fight Germany because Britain was afraid of Germany because Germany was getting 
strong militarily. And Britain had been like the big dog in Europe. I mean, after the, the fighting of France and beating France and Spain was nothing anymore, Britain became the dominant force over in Europe. So now here come Germany building up their forces and building up their economy because they want a piece of the pie too. Shit. I mean, why should Britain be uh, uh, going and conquering and getting all these lands and overseas and whatever with all this imperialism and whatever? We want some too. So they didn't want to fight Britain. They just wanted to be strong. They wanted to be recognized as a power, just like Russia did. They wanted to be recognized as a power. You know? So... Britain decided, well, we have to orchestrate something. We have to cause a conflict because we can't let Germany get too strong because we got to have the biggest dick in the, in, on the East, on, on, in Europe, and nobody else could compete with us. So Britain, as far as I'm concerned, through my looking into World War I, was the main force in, in perpetrating this World War One. Now, again, it was a lot of stuff behind behind the doors with the Milner Group and, 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 and Fabian Society, the Pilgrim Society. A lot of these guys behind the scene was the ones kind of stoking this bear and getting these politicians on board and getting everybody into, okay, we need to go ahead on and take care, start this war because they knew a lot of money was going to be made out of it because war's a racket. Smetley Butler said that. War, he was a, a decorated a guy in the military and he realized in his career that he'd been pimped for the oligarchy and the rich guys but this whole war world war one had nothing to do with Ferdinand getting killed it was all about crushing Germany Germany so they couldn't compete with with England and crushing the Ottoman Empire because Britain wanted the whole continent of Africa they wanted all of those resources, same thing with France, same thing with Portugal, but Britain wanted to be the top dog. And they were going to split that continent up into little pieces so everybody can get a piece of the pie. All the European countries can get a piece of the pie. Okay, so what they needed was somebody to police that. So, so the Zionists were promised, once they settled on a place, was Palestine. But in order to get Palestine, the Ottoman Empire had to be crushed. So let's get this. Because I used to always think, like, why the hell during World War II? Because I, I was big into watching the World War II uh, documentaries. I used to always ask myself, why the fuck are they in Africa fighting all the time? When the war was Germany, was all probably in Europe. How the fuck did it all get into Russia? To get it over in the continent of Africa? Resources. All came down to resources. Whoever can get Africa and control Africa got the resources of heaven, boy. And that's the whole idea about that whole goddamn continent. It's all that resources. I mean, that's all it is. Who controls Africa controls the goddamn world. Who can get Russia? Because Russia's got a lot of resources too. You get Russia and you get Africa. <laughs> you just fucking, hey man, you just fucking unstoppable. Is that that's just the bottom line? So this whole thing happened. So then the whole idea of the Palestinian thing happening was the Zionists were told by the Brits, if you can get America into the war, we'll give you Palestine. 
Now, how the hell do you give somebody somebody else's land? How does, but again, that's a European thing because George Washington and them did the same thing once they came over to America. They were just giving out land that didn't belong to them and didn't care about what was going to happen to the indigenous people. So if you could get America into the war because they knew. So you got to understand, first of all, how Britain and the Europeans prolonged World War, World war I. They prolonged it. Germany did not want to fight that war. Germany didn't even have the resources to, to, to fight a war like that. They were building up their military, but they weren't in a position to fight a war. They didn't want it. I mean, you have to understand the monarch of England, the monarch of Germany, and the monarchs of, of Russia were all kinfolk. They were all relatives. A lot of incest going on, you know, but they were all relatives. If you look at the picture of Queen Elizabeth's ancestors, they were all look the fucking same. So you had cousins, family, wanting to kill, beat families. And that's the same thing that happened over there in Russia with the Tsar. Okay? That was a military group that had him assassinated and killed his whole family. Okay? The only monarch that was saved was Queen Elizabeth's people. And that was a reason for that. But in Germany, that shit was, that cousin was taken. They were literally eliminating their competition for power. That's why the monarch in Russia got crushed. And that's why the monarch in Germany got crushed. Okay. So Queen Elizabeth and her people can stand alone as the most powerful European uh, country on the, on, on the planet. So once they were able to uh, 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 get America in, by sinking the Lusitania, which was all bullshit, because they they took the, Germany had put in the damn uh, 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 newspapers telling Americans do not get on any ships that's going to come into German territory because we're going to sink it. Germany, listen, Germany went out and was telling American people don't do it. Okay, America was sending arms and like they always do, ammunition to their supposed allies, Britain. Because Britain was not going to win that war. I mean, you know, but Britain knew that Germany, even with Germany's not having enough resources, it was still becoming very difficult for them to to really like put, because they thought they were just going to go in there and just do whatever. But again, outside forces were saying, yo, we can't let this war end in 12 months. We got to keep this thing going. So they literally kept that fucking war going. For another three fucking years. They literally sent money and food to Germany so the war can keep going. And one nurse found out about this. And again, I'm, I was reading this in one of my books here. And a nurse during World War One found out about food being sent over to Germany. Okay, and where I learned this is from a book that I read uh, last year called Not Trivial, How Studying the Traditional Liberal Arts Can Set You Free. And the author, um, Lord uh, Thompson, did a lot of references of books in that she had read on history and a lot of stuff that we aren't taught here in history in the United States. And she, she was working and she found out that some food was being sent to Germany. Now, she was a, a patron of the, the British. And she just, she stumbled across something she wasn't supposed to stumble across. 
So they couldn't let that get out. So there was a big discussion. Should they let this woman live or not live? At the end of the day, they decided to put her in front of a firing squad and kill her. Because she she literally thought she was doing the right thing by reporting this to her superiors because she thought somebody was doing something against the British Empire, not understanding that she walked into a plan of people that was actually uh, trying to get doing some things that she didn't understand. There was stuff going on that she didn't understand and she just happened to walk into it, which was unfortunate for her. So, I mean, this is, and that's a book I definitely suggest uh, people to read. And I also have uh, another book called Prolonging uh, the Agony. You know, how the, uh, how the Anglo-American establishment deliberately extended World War I by three and a half years got to get that book as well got to read this but i want to get back to the whole thing with the zionist uh movement and the apartheid that that is going on in palestine and that as a as our media because the zionists control and own the media no and a lot of people have spoken out against that and if you speak out against it then you're anti-semitic and when you look up anti-Semitic in the in anti-Semitic in the dictionary, it only talks about Jewish people. It doesn't talk about African Americans. Doesn't talk about Muslims. It doesn't talk about anything else. It only talks about the poor old Jewish people. Oh my God, what was me? You guys said something about us, and we don't like it. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows that and boo hoo 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 and that's what i look at as far as when i'm looking at the zionists and the jewish people and i have again i have nothing i I, listen i have nothing the only thing i have against the the whole uh jewish thing and the whole thing is this we've been lied to and made to believe in this country that there is a god that only favored them and no one else. And there's this book called The Five Books of Moses that validates, which is Judaism, which is Genesis through Deuteronomy, that's supposed to validate that God favored them over everybody else, which the Muslims call bullshit, I call bullshit, everybody else calls bullshit, the, the atheists call bullshit, all of us call bullshit. But because these guys are able to infiltrate our politicians, and buy them off, it's, you can't say anything, you can't even mention it or breathe it or, or, or you're some anti-Semitic person. And we've been conditioned this way in the United States to accept that behavior in Israel or Palestine. These people are in an open air prison. They've been shot and killed. Their houses are being bulldozed. The houses are being blown up. Um, the women are being raped. These people are being, they can't, in the Gaza Strip, and they can't go fish at a certain area where the fishing is plentiful. So the Zionist Jews have literally said, if you go past this point in these waters to go fish, we're going to kill you. They have shot and killed children playing too close to the fence. 
and celebrate it like they were playing a video game. Children playing in the streets in the open air prison and they'll shoot them. I mean, we have literally looked the other way as a nation to the heinous behavior that's happening over there in Palestine. And I blame the British. I blame the Americans. I blame the whole world. All the Germany, France, all the whole world. Even the continent of Africa, people over there, everybody. I blame everybody for looking the fucking other way. Because America let Saudi Arabia do whatever they want to do too. They do the same damn thing to their people. I mean, we've been convinced that we're supposed to go and attack Iraq because Saddam Hussein was this bad guy. We got to bring that down. We're trying to pump a war to go against Iran. I'm telling you, we better leave them goddamn people alone, man. I'm telling you. We um, go into other, Libya. Oh, yeah, we had to take care of Libya because that was a bad man over there. You know, we're in wars against supposed people that had did heinous things against other people, but yet we look the other way when it comes down to the Zionists. We get, actually, in the United States, we're giving them $10.3 billion off the top every year so they can reinvest it in the central banks so they can make interest off of it while we still have to pay the interest on the money that we borrowed. We give Egypt $1.3 billion so they won't fight Cause when the Zionists first came over there, they were getting attacked by Jordan, Israel. That was a war, man. They were getting attacked because everybody over there knew Iran, Iraq, uh, Jordan, uh, Egypt, and other companies. They were the Ethiopia. They were all attacking them because they knew that those Eastern European Jews didn't belong there. They knew what they were doing. But here's the kicker: when you have greedy. And you have men that are morally bankrupt. You can insert who you want in a regime. And you can give them money and they'll look the other way. Egypt looks the other way. $400 million to Jordan looks the other way. The only places that won't plan was Iraq wasn't playing, Iran wasn't playing. Okay? A lot of these other places weren't playing the game. And that's why they got attacked. We haven't attacked Egypt. Why haven't we attacked Egypt? They're closer to to, uh, Palestine slash Israel. How about Jordan? Okay, we're attacking the other countries, the other places that ain't playing the game. Right now, there's a lot of sanctions going on with Iran because why Iran, when they had a a, 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 a Democratic elected leader, was overthrown by the CIA and put a puppet in. And that's all. And now, Iran is like, yo, uh, don't fuck with us, man. Now, why the United States ain't going in and attack them yet? Because they're afraid of that nuclear arsenal. They're afraid that these guys are going to drop a bomb. And they will fucking drop a bomb. They ain't going to play with that shit that got Libya in trouble when uh, uh, the guy over there signed this little armistice thing and said you know what I just want to be part of the game I don't want to do this and then they killed his ass later on and then look at Libya now <laughs> and just, just it's all fucked up 
You know, so um, I just woke up thinking about that whole Palestinian uh, Israel thing and going, you know, as Americans, man, we are fucked up. The fact that we can either sit back and just allow that shit to happen and not protest it. How everybody's just going on about their business and these people over in Palestine, they're getting fucked up every fucking day. I mean, they just, there is a hate. And the thing about it is, is that like the Jesuits say, the Jesuits always say, you've heard me say this before. Show me a child from birth to seven, from birth to seven and I'll show you the person. And in Israel, that's what they've done. They've developed generations on, since 48, they have definitely developed generations and generations on the hatred of the Palestinians to where children don't even see the problem. Zionist children don't even see the problem with killing a Palestinian child. They don't see the problem. And then and in Israel, automatically once you turn 18 and finish your schooling and your indoctrination, you have to go into the military. So you have these, these uh, Israeli uh, youth like pit bulls and they just look at Palestinians as the way African Americans and, and the Native Americans were looked upon on this continent by the Europeans as nothing. Not even deserving of life. Those are not even human beings to these people. And we sit back and we are complicit and we just go with it and we just look the other way. We don't do enough in this country as American citizens to really right the wrong of what's happened over there in uh, Israel. Because see, the Israel, see the Palestinians and the the, uh, Zionists own every fucking thing. It's crazy. They own it all. That's why you will never see that shit on television, your local, your local news or the national, you will never see that shit. You'll never see, I mean, you look at the squad right now, they all now are, are defanged and declawed. When they first came out, Omar and them was talking about APAC and whatever, had it all stirred up. Now, they got them all like pussycats now. They got them all like pussycats. They pulled them in the room and said, hey, look, hey, 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 calm that shit down, okay? Or this is what we'll do. Now we'll make sure you eat good for the for the next 30 years. We'll make sure you eat good. You got universal health care, your family. They looked at uh, AOC, say you want to go back waiting tables, being a bartender? Because we'll make sure you don't get a job nowhere. That's all you can get. So now they all done, you know, fell in. Nobody saying anything about APAC anymore. Nobody saying anything about designers anymore. See? And that's politics. That's politics. You might go up there and say, hey, I'm going up there and fight for the people. But once you get into the machine, you realize, no, I can't. I, ain't no way we can't win this shit, bro. <laughs> we can't win it. We might as well just sit on down. <laughs> Look the other way. And that's pretty much what has happened. So we need to do something. You know, because when I see, I live in, in, in Norfolk and we have a large uh, Jewish community. And they pretty much are isolated, man. They stay to themselves. They don't really fuck with a whole bunch of other people. They do their little synagogue shit and whatever, Hasidic shit, you know, here. Uh, they got their little temples and whatever. They have 
drive around, they got their little Israel flag up, and every time I see that flag, the only thing I can think about is the crime against the Palestinians. I don't think about nothing else. I think about nothing else. And I think that we just, um, I mean, the things that they did to get to get Jewish people to go over there, I mean, I mean they murdered, Jewish was murdering Jewish, Jew, Jew on Jew crime, to get those Jews to, to, to move over to, to Palestine. When the children were were not being um, uh, sent over there, they were literally going in beating up parents because the parents weren't sending their children over there, over to Israel. There were children that had been raised, the Israeli children that had been raised by Arab families, okay, during the conflict. And when they found those children, they would go in and snatch those children out and, and indoct, put them into the system to indoctrinate them. I mean, man, these kids were screaming. One lady said she could still hear the screams of her brother even to this day when they yanked them from those people that he considered their families. These Arab people were their families. They didn't look at themselves as Jews or Arab. They, that, that was their family. And you yank these children out of there because you want to turn them into something to hate the people that raised and fed them and clothed them and loved them. You want to turn them into something that they shouldn't have been turned into. Monsters. And that's what you're doing. You turn them into monsters. You know? Because monsters do exist, but they're far few in between. But the real monsters, the real monsters, or the regular, the ordinary man and woman, who's very obedient and compliance to evil and would defend it, these are the real monsters. So when we sit on the sideline and look at what's happened in, uh, with the Palestinians, who are we? We can't look at ourselves and say, let God handle it and we good people and this, that, and that. We can't say that. Because we're not saying enough. We're not saying enough. Everybody's sitting on the sideline waiting for somebody else to say something. Well, I'm not going to be the first one to step out because I, I, I really don't want to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, let somebody else do it and, we, and we'll back them up or whatever. We'll be cheerleaders. You know, we've been, we've been so so whipped down in this country that we don't even know what the fuck. We, we, we don't even know how to, to, to look at shit and say that's fucked up. But we'll walk around here and pump that Black Lives Matter shit because some white policeman killed a, 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 a black a black kid or, or, or somebody who's African-American. We'll pump that shit. We'll pump that Me Too shit because a guy supposedly touched a woman or said something to a woman in the wrong way and made her feel threatened. And, oh, my God, he, he did this and he got to be right. We'll pump shit like that. We'll do little marches against shit like that. But we won't do marches against stuff like this. We look the other way. You know, we look the other way. So apartheid is apartheid. Okay, fascism is fascism. Hatred is hatred. And that's what's happened over there in Palestine. And that's been happening since 1948. And these guys went to the UN and went to them and pleaded their cases before. Please do not let these guys do, do not give our land to these Zionists. They knew it was coming. They tried to fight, but you gotta understand, Israel has the third largest nuclear arsenal on the planet, thanks to the United States of America. You know, you got people that were basically fighting with sticks and stones against people that was loaded to the teeth 
with the latest military arsenal and it was not even a contest that the Zionists going there wiping out these fucking Palestinians. I mean, against our better judgment and some of these books you read, man, I mean, the things that they did, they were literally cutting the belly of Palestinian women while they were pregnant and yanking the babies out and stabbing the babies. You know, the things that they did, these are things that we don't get taught over here in the United States. So you got to look at this. You got to read these books. You got to go research because, I mean, I have books on where boy, God was actually born in Israel. His father was in the military and he writes a book about why he's no longer a, a, a Zionist, why he's no longer, a, a, he don't consider himself, why he is no longer, he considers himself no longer a Jew in a Zionist sense. And this is where he, um, and he talked about the atrocities. He talks about the lies and the propaganda that was that was told them when they were children about the Palestinians. And then when he really went and dug and looked and did the research, because they hid a lot of stuff and they wrote a lot of stuff out, he found out that they had been lied to all their lives about the Palestinians. Palestinians were never a threat to anybody. They were right there doing their own thing. We were the threats. We were the animal. We were the disease. We were the so-called coronavirus. We were the invaders of a people that were living in peace and doing their thing because we wanted to take their land. We wanted to take their land. We didn't care what happened to them. Hell, we'll commit, we'll commit genocide. Isn't that what the settlers did over here? Isn't that what they were trying to do to the Indians? Commit genocide and wipe all the Indians off? Same thing they did over in the Caribbean. They wiped all the Indians off. That's what they're trying to do over there in Palestine. Get rid of all the Palestinians. And you know what pissed them off? The Palestinians won't go anywhere. If, even if there's one Palestinian still alive, that's in defiance. That's saying, fuck you, we ain't going nowhere. And these people aren't falling, man. They ain't going down, but they need our help. They need our help as American citizens. They need our help. We need to start making some noise about this shit. If it wasn't all right for apartheid in South Africa, goddammit, it ain't all right for this shit here. And I'm getting fucking pissed off about it because we sitting up here all the time as black people, African-Americans always bitching about how we are always discriminated against and we are sitting around here and ain't saying shit about that shit that's happening over there in Palestine. We're not saying anything. We're not, we're not looking at that and say apartheid is wrong no matter where it is. And that is bullshit over there. And every time somebody talk about it, guess what happens? Every time somebody say something, guess what happens? You know, they get shut down. They lose their jobs. They get they thrown out. You know, they get talked bad about and everything else all the time. Just how these people got. They don't want you to tell the truth about what's going on over there. They want everybody to let us do what we want to do and y'all shut the fuck up. And that's it. We need to make some noise about this shit that's happened in Palestine. And we need to stop looking or looking and just looking the other way and saying, oh my God, we've been discriminated in America. Well, you know what? The Palestinians don't even have a right over there to even go out and do the half the shit we can do. We can walk, go down to Walmart, we can go to Target, we can go to wherever, we can go wherever we want to go. Palestinians don't have that. 
the Zionists made sure of that shit. And America is, is making sure that they can keep doing the Palestinians the way they want. Americans are making sure that that genocide and that apartheid continues. Britain, France, Germany, all of them. They're okay with it. They're okay with it. And that's some scary shit when a methodology and a group of people can control politicians and control the world in such a way to where things like this can happen and we okay with it. And our politicians are okay with it because they can, you know, their careers. Anybody throughout our, our history in the United States who's spoken out against the Zionists have paid with have paid. I mean, I mean, you know, the guy who wrote the 13th tribe, you know, that shit was not supposed to be written. Iceman of Inheritance is another book. When those two books got written and published, the Jewish community went ape shit. Ape shit. And these guys would end up found dead later on, found ape shit because boom, you what? And that book got the 13 tribe got turned on to me by uh, uh, my man Mike, who turned me on to it and said he was reading it one time on the subway when he was in New York. And the guy looked over his shoulder and looked at him and asked him, What you doing reading a book like that? And he just looked at him <laughs> like, Yo, for you to even say that, there's got to be some truth to this, man. Now, you had some people try to discount it, try to push it off. But I suggest 13th Tribe, read it. Read it, absorb it, and the Iceman over here, which explains. And then again, these things are written by, by Jewish people, by Eastern European, Eastern European Jews on why the white man does the shit that he does. And when the guy wrote it, he wrote it, his editor, everything. It's not until they actually sat down and read it, how it was, how they were able to see the connection. To the, to, to the Jewish people and they tried to get that shit snapped out. They tried to get rid of it and it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going anywhere. So, um, that was on my mind. I woke up this morning for whatever reason with that on. I got to do a podcast on this, definitely. But I have to record it because I forget about it later on down the line. Uh, that's the way I do. I have all these things run through my head and I kind of talk to myself about them. And then later on, I can't even regurgitate anything I just said. I just thought about it. It's like it's there and then it's gone. It's like a mist. It's there and it's gone. I can't remember one thing. So I had to start recording what's running around in my head. And I just woke up this morning. I don't know why that was on my mind. I have no idea why that was on my mind. You know, but the whole thing about... Uh, World War One, and then the Corbett Report, James Corbett did a great, great segment on World War One. You're gonna have to go to the Corbett Report uh, com because he's been censored hard on uh, YouTube. And look at his document on World War One. I have books on World War One already. I've, I've, I've read books about World War One and about how this thing was extended how this whole thing was all about uh, a European conquest of Africa and wanted to get control of all the um, the resource, that whole continent and displacing all the Arabs, okay? And demonizing all Arabs pretty much, which is fascism, you know, because the Muslims have been demonized 
from ever since the Europeans have come in contact with them because the, well, the Muslims just are not going to bow to their asses at all. The Muslims just looking at them like, y'all motherfuckers weak. We ain't bowing to you. And they pissed off because they can't defeat them. Russia spent 10 years trying to defeat them and couldn't feed them, finally had to leave. United States has been over there for 20 years, can't defeat them, <laughs> okay? But they're gonna, they're gonna keep this shit going because it's a moneymaker. And in the United States, we're not making enough noise. We're not bitching enough about it. That's why they keep sending our children over there. They keep sending our young people over there to die over something that we know is a lie. It's all came out that it was a lie. Condoleezza Rice, Bush, Cheney, all of them. They lied to us and it's out. Everybody knows it now. But in World War II, when they had them boys in The Hague and they were following orders, a lot of them got hung, got put into prison for the same shit that our government has done forever. Okay? The same shit that our government has done forever. And so, um, we, like I said, we live in a fascist society. We live in a dirty ass world, and we need to like wake up, man. This ain't gonna be pretty. It's gonna be. It's hard, but this is some bullshit that we've been uh, put up against. And I don't know if we can get the fuck out of this, man. I don't know if there's any way out of this. The one thing I do know is that the United States um, has has been in uh, has been part of Britain. Never was not a part of Britain. They had United States had a little bit of freedom for some time, but once you start dropping the central bank in, that was, once the central bank came to play in 1913, you know, thank you, Woodrow Wilson, thank you, Jekyll Island, all the bankers or whatever, Wahlberg, J.P. Morgan, and all these guys. That was the end of America. Once the central bank, the Federal Slash Federal Reserve, was allowed to plant itself in this country that was the end of the United States that was the end and I don't think anybody realized that so uh that right now that was my 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 thought on this Palestinian and and Israel thing that the Zionists are monsters it's apartheid um and we're monsters because we're complicit to it and we're not saying enough we're not saying anything. I can't even say enough. We're not saying any goddamn thing. We just going with the motherfucking shit, man. And looking the other way. Talk about Black Lives Matter and shit. And not saying Palestinian Lives Matter. There's apartheid in Palestine right now. And we are complicit to it. Now, who's the monster? Is the monster over there? Or is it us? Are we the monsters? Because we're allowing that shit to happen. And we're not saying enough about it. And I think I got to I gotta put a t-shirt out. I got to put something out. I got to shake the tree. I got to piss some fucking people off. I got to piss them off. If I got to get in some Jews' faces and the motherfuckers want to challenge me, I'll tell them all the goddamn day long. I'll say, y'all motherfuckers were bitching because Hitler, what Hitler did over here in World War II, and you motherfuckers are complicit in letting that fucking apartheid happen over there in Palestine. There ain't no goddamn Israel. It's Palestine. How the fuck you gonna give somebody else land to somebody else? And then say, oh yeah, y'all don't matter anymore. How the fuck can that happen? That's bullshit. And y'all sitting around here, walking around here, looking all crazy and shit, going to your temples and letting that shit happen. We ain't saying enough. Y'all got the power to get over here and do something. 
to get on the media, put that shit on regular television, shake the goddamn tree. Apartheid is apartheid. Fascism is fascism. Racism is racism. No matter where it fucking is. And everybody just sitting around here just fucking going down the goddamn mall and spending damn fucking stimulus checks and shit. And doing selfies on Facebook like, look, do I look good? And y'all some fucking idiots. And they see, that's the shit that pisses me off. Nobody's going to win that argument. Nobody's going to win that argument. Nobody's going to win that. Because it gets to the more in the consciousness of what are we doing? What are we doing? Because those people are in an open air fucking prison. Getting shot at. Getting killed. Being told how much they can eat. Where they can go fish. Where they can't go fish. How they can travel. How they can't travel. They're restricted in every form of way. I mean, there are guard towers everywhere. They can't fucking move. Don't get close to the fucking fence or I'm going to shoot you. People are dying in Palestine, man. People are dying in the Middle East. People are dying in Syria. People are dying in Yemen for fucking money and imperialism. That's what's happening. And we're not doing, we're not putting enough pressure on Capitol Hill. We all should be storming Capitol Hill, just like those other, they call them Trump supporters, did. And we should be doing it. But we so fucking brainwashed, so conditioned, and so soft that we'll run out here and let them put juice in us and tell us there's an invisible enemy called a coronavirus, a covert, covert, when this shit's been here before we got here. We just some sappy ass fucking people in this country, man. We just fucking sappy. We just fucking just we we just sappy. We just don't just I'm disappointed in America. I'm just disappointed in humanity itself. In humanity itself, I'm disappointed. Because is this what we were born into? We were born into this shit. We we're born into this. To see that, 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 that there is no humanity. That we can just devour and cannibalize each other for our own little, for short-term gains. Is that what it's about? I mean, when you look at uh, 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 Ripley in, in Aliens, the second movie, and she tells the guy, you don't see them, the, the aliens, killing each other for a percentage. You don't see that shit. And that's just a movie. That was fiction. And as human beings, man, we will literally sacrifice each other for, for a percentage. For, for, for a little bit, for some money so we can have a yacht. Live in a gated community. So people can say, hey, you're the greatest. We just look the fucking other way, man. We don't give a fuck. And all of us think we're going to go to some fucking heaven and shit. <laughs> we, we just think that we... That we gonna go to some place called heaven and God's gonna say, my good and faithful fucking servant, and we're sitting here. Every fucking church in this country right now should be going ape shits about what's happening in Palestine. Ape shits was going over in Syria. We should be marching to that shit. Because when you fix that shit, you fix the shit that's in this country. 
That's when you don't have to walk around talking about Black Lives Matter. When you fix shit across the country. When you put the pressure on the world about what's happening in Palestine, what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Yemen, what's happening over there in Lebanon, what's happening in Iraq, and what they're trying to do with Iran, and what's happening in the Congo, and what's happening all over the place. When you fucking put the pressure on the whole world to be responsible and say the humanity is fucked up. So I don't know who created us or what created us. But whatever it did, that motherfucker got some answering to do, man, because this is some fucked up shit. Yeah, we are created in the image of our creator, and this ain't pretty. This ain't good. But right now, that's my little beef about it. I, I, I got to put this out. I got to get this shit out of my system. Because if I don't get it out of my system, if I don't record it or whatever, I explode. And to be honest with you, I don't know what to do other than this. I don't know what to do. And I may just have to find an organization that definitely is about that apartheid that's happening in, over there in Palestine. Because they got 10 times, 20 times, what's in Yemen, what's in, 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 in Saudi, what's, what Saudi Arabia is doing to their people and their women and everything else. How they can just open air, execute people for what? For what? Literally with a sword. Cutting people's heads off. <laughs> I mean, they cut people's heads off. You know, for what? I mean, come on, man. It's, it's, we just, we're, we're some, we're some fucked up people, man. I'm telling you. And, and I'm, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I see people walking around with the American flag all the time. I see people walking around, you know, yeah, I'm from Britain and whatever. And these people don't have a fucking clue. They don't have a fucking clue what they what they what they're complicit to when they put those flags on. They don't have any clue. Well, I'm German. I'm French. I'm this. I'm that. No, motherfucker. No. Understand what you put on your back and understand who you supported. That's what you gotta understand. So um, I will definitely do a podcast on this. These are my notes right now. So I will go back over them and then put together a podcast on the, the heinous behavior that's happening in Palestine. And I think that's what I would call it, the heinous behavior that's happening in Palestine. And as Americans, we are complicit to that apartheid and heinous behavior in Palestine. I think that's what I do. I, I make that a podcast. But um, that's my notes for right now. And... Um, I would definitely probably add some more stuff to it. 